Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale. My friends Amy Radowski, Charlie Yodi, Kat Shear love fitness as a sport as much as I do. We are all 40 plus Masters Age athletes who give all we have to lead a healthy, active life. We also want to bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news surrounding the sport of fitness. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a five-star rating and writing a review. We are also available with full video on YouTube at the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast, as well as all traditional podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Clydesdale underscore fitness and friends. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am your host. I am the Clydesdale. We love to do fitness and I'm with my friends. It's ladies night tonight uh, as Charlie couldn't join us, but uh, glad to have the ladies with us. Uh, before we get into this, let's huge shout out to RX Smart Gear, uh, the sponsor, title sponsor of this podcast. Uh, we want to thank them for that. They are awesome. Best jump rope in the business. If you need a jump rope for the open, it's coming soon. Uh, you can get one for 15% off by going to rxmarkgear.com using the code Clydesdale15, all caps, and that gets you 15% off anything in the store except for new releases and special editions. So, last week we had the Matt Fraser retirement and a ton of stuff go down. This week, a little slower, kind of keep up with the news. Uh, and Kat's actually going to lead off the show tonight because they did announce last week some updates to the semifinal round of uh, the CrossFit Games season. And so she's just going to hit the highlights of that uh, as we start the show. Yeah, so it's sort of sort of like regionals, like a lot of people had been hoping. Um, it looks like from the quarterfinals, which are going to be online, right? So from the open, top 10% of each continent goes on to part two, which are those quarterfinals. Those quarterfinals will be online. From there, the top the top 30 per semifinal event that's scheduled. And so let me just break that down. So there's going to be in the U.S. or in the North American continent, <clears throat> there's going to be four semifinals. So 120 athletes, the top 120 coming out of the North American quarterfinals will be advancing to the semifinals. It appears that their ranking will determine who chooses to go where. So there will be four events somewhere in North America, presumably maybe one in Canada and like three in the US, don't know for sure. Um, but if you're like the number one seed on the female side, you will get to choose which of those four you're gonna go to. And then I believe it goes like number two seed is gonna choose where they go and so on and so forth. So if you're at, towards the tail end of that 120 people, um, you might not have a choice as to which one you get to go to, but you're gonna go to the one where there's a spot for you because they're only gonna take 30 participants per event. So in that North American, there's gonna be four. In Europe, there's gonna be two. So you get 60 athletes, 60 men, 60 women advancing sort of to that next step. There's going to be one in Oceania, which is Australia, 
in New Zealand, one in Africa, one in Asia, and one in South America. So that's kind of how that's going to break out. And then from there, um, the top, anywhere from the top one to the top five will go to the games depending on what continent you're on. So if you're competing in North America, it's going to be the top five of each of those four events is going to move on to the games. In Europe, it's also going to be top five. And then in Oceania, Asia, and South America, it's going to be top two. And then in Africa, it's going to be top, just one person is going to go. One male, one female from the African continent will go to um, the games. Uh, so that leaves, I didn't do the math, but that's how many people are going to go to the games. <laughs> um, they talked a little bit about that last, last chance qualifier. That last chance qualifier is going to be online. It is not going to be in person. They're not going to try to do that in person, although they're talking about in future years, how cool of an event that would be to have it in person because you get to see sort of everybody from all over. But they're going to take, it looks like, I think, like the three the three best losers from each of the semifinals. So if you're in the US, it's gonna be places sixth, seventh, and eighth that don't make it. If you're in Africa, it's gonna be places second, third, and fourth. We'll get to go and compete in that last chance qualifier. I don't know how many people are going from that last chance qualifier. I didn't catch that part. They, they didn't know, they didn't okay. say. But presumably, you know, one or two maybe. So that's the deal. Um, obviously the, there's gonna be at least one event um, in person and that's gonna be the games, right? And they're not sure if they're gonna be spectators or not, but some of the semifinals might be in person, some of them might be online. It's really gonna depend on sort of where they are and where we are at the time, because it's just, you know, it's a crapshoot, who knows? The other missing component I believe is that they didn't say who the partner uh, competitions were that are gonna hold those semifinal events. So we still don't know who, where, when <laughs> yeah and even if they're i mean it might be different if they're online versus in person right i mean they might be thinking like okay we're gonna have four events and it's going to be these four venues and these four companies leading them but oh crap what if it has to be online well maybe if it's online we, they go with just one event coordinator who does online events really well wink nod and then those are the people that run it like i, I think at that point it might even not be the same company doing it so who knows I, I, it's definitely not an enviable position to be in <laughs> right now to try to plan the season. Yeah, it's still, um, you know, there's a lot out there, but we're still waiting for a lot as well to, to really kind of hammer down what that means. Um, I actually saw a podcast with China Cho today, and she is still confused because she really doesn't understand what all of it means yet. Yeah. Well, just think about though everybody like how many times recently they've had to to revamp what the games are not just because of COVID but because of the changes with the I mean champions like it this is I can't imagine the amount of work that this takes and for the athletes to like every year oh I've got to reread what this year concludes right, right. yeah she, she was even saying like didn't know if she was going masters or open or any of that so yeah, it's, it's almost like it has to happen. You know, we have to be in it to sort of figure it out. And, that, and that's unfortunately, it's going to be kind of like a baby step process for a lot of folks, most likely. I think the, the fun part, not the fun part, but the, the laid back part about it is that some of these elite athletes are really not that concerned about the open. Whereas, you know, last year, 
the open was a big deal. I mean, you know, you wanted to punch your ticket top 20 in the world. Now it's like top 10% in your continent. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. It's going to be nice. It's going to be cool for some of these on the bubble regional athletes too, that we've known in the past that they're all going to make it to that second round, which is going to be cool for them. Yeah. That'll be cool. Um, and it was cool. Uh, Morning Chuck up to the story today about are the, you know, there were these regional stars they kind of never made it to the games mm-hmm. and now they kind of get that that opportunity are we going to see the same people or is it going to be a new batch uh of people now because it's been a couple of years since we've had that regional-esque kind of competition so it's been a couple of years in a pandemic so yeah, we'll there see you go. who's kept their fitness going. people are getting older just saying yep yeah and two years later yeah so uh the next thing on the list is there was actually a bill introduced uh a bipartisan bill to get 30 million, 30 billion with a B, $30 billion in relief for gyms across the country. Um, it is called the Gym Mitigation and Survival Act. And the, their stats say that 40%, 44% of jobs lost, 44% of all jobs in the fitness industry have been lost due to the, the pandemic. And that's not just CrossFit, that is in the fitness industry across the board. Um, and so there's also another part of it, other than that 30 billion, uh, gyms can apply for another grant uh, to use money for um, things that they, having gone through the grant process with the federal government in my job, you have to specifically say what you're going to use it for and why you need it. Uh, but there is supposed to be some earmarked money for that for gyms to be able to apply for. And the $30 billion money is very open. You can use it for rent, salary. Um, I it, was, it was a whole, like basically everything at the gym could be paid for using that money. Do you think uh, businesses that qualified for the PPP loan will be null and void for for that? No. No, I don't think so. No, because there's a whole second stimulus package coming. Um, and so it's just, this thing has gone on so long. This is that second wave and they're just doing a, they introduced a spe- specific bill for the fitness industry. So I think that's good news. Uh, it's something that has been long needed. Um, and it shows that the government is saying, hey, we need the fitness industry to get people healthy so that we can kind of combat these things. And one of the senators that introduced it actually made that quote, that health, that health is too important and we need the, the fitness industry around to, make, to help people get there. So that's a big change. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah, still waiting for them to come out and you know, tell people demand <laughs> that we get healthier, but yeah, it's a good, it's a good first step for sure. Yeah. One, there has to be gyms and fitness facilities open uh, for yeah. people to do that. And so this yeah. is what's it like in that. Ohio. Are you guys inside and running at decent yeah. capacity and all that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we are too. Like I still yeah. feel bad for like people that live in places like California where I don't, yeah. I don't know what they do. I mean, luckily some places it's warm, but I just can't imagine. Yeah, it, they're getting pretty optimistic here because the cases have been cut by 75% mm. uh, on the day, but who knows? 
Um, all right. So next news item is, you know, all these CrossFitters are going doing the bobsled thing. Um, and so Tia uh, was in her first race and shocker, she Come won. <laughs> shocker. Um, I don't know what kind of um, talent they were up against in the race. Um, Cause I know there's, I know like there's, there were some American competitions that like Kelsey Keel and Colleen Fosh were in here in the United States, but there was also a world championship going on in Europe uh, where the Americans actually won. It was their, um, their number one driver who was won like three gold medals at the Olympics and Lolo Jones, the former track athlete, they won the world championship in Europe. Um, so I'm assuming it was something else, maybe like something Kelsey and Colleen did. Um, and they both in the, in North America, when they both meddled, uh, Kelsey and Colleen. So, um, yeah, yeah all the CrossFitters going nuts. I, I haven't seen how James Newberry's doing, or if he's even on, he might be on Tia's team. No, you can't do co-ed. Never mind. <laughs> do we, do we know? Uh, so I, I saw footage today, I think on YouTube of her actually driving the bobsled. Um, she had a, she had a, a, a male counterpart, you know, running, doing the, whatever the back, the what, what's that called? Push. The brakeman. Yeah. Um, and she got to be in the front, which was really cool. And they put, they showed that on, uh, on one of some YouTube channel that I saw. So that was kind of cool. But do we know like when they pick teams, do you know how, like, there was a time frame where like, we found out that Colleen made the team and then Kelsey's sort of still training to maybe get on the team at some later date. Is there a, point in time where Australian is going to like announce their team? Yeah, I don't know. I'd be curious. Um, you know. the, the Winter Olympics are next January. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're less than a year away from the Winter Olympics. So it's got to be sometime soon because then that team will have to train for this year uh, right. to get ready. Let's just DM um, Shane and ask him. <laughs> right. Is anybody checking like the, the, um, the CrossFit website to see if Tia is even registered for the open yet? No. Like, or do, do all those, do all those elite athletes like register on the Monday, the day that it's supposed to, their scores are supposed to go in probably. Yeah. Yeah. They're usually yeah, last minute. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. More to come. In other Matt Fraser news, um, it was announced today. I think we talked, Maybe the, the Sevon Josh Matt podcast came out after we talked last week. Yes, it came and out so, like Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, so they did a full like review of Matt's retirement, why he did it. Um, he was very open and honest about everything. Um, Josh was giving him shit about that he doesn't know what it's going to feel like not to compete. And so he thinks he'll want to come back. Um, but in that interview, Matt said things are coming. He has some things that irons in the fire, uh, some plans and some goals. Well, the first thing that kind of came out was, well, the first thing that came out was his YouTube channel uh, with a lot of fanfare on you on Instagram uh, called Fraser. And it's a YouTube of him and, and Sammy. Um, and the first one was like a highlight video of his career. And they really pumped that up. And he already has a gazillion subscribers. 
We struggle for everyone. We just get we like love a thousand all of you. Of <laughs> he puts up one highlight video and he's got oh a gazillion. Um, but then the second big announcement was that he is teaming up with Steffi Cohen and Hybrid Performance to put all of his programming out uh, for you to subscribe to. And he's even doing an open prep kind of thing this year. So uh, what's interesting about Hybrid Performance is it's not a CrossFit um, type programming thing. It is everything. They have coaches from all over sports. Uh, Steffi is a world record holder in powerlifting. Um, so her stuff's on there. Now you have Matt with the CrossFit and they have like 15 other coaches that have a specialty that they have their stuff on there. So it's a very, it's Matt didn't go the CrossFit route kind of only. He went into this bigger pot. That's smart. Um, He's no yeah. dummy. So yeah, I think it's way more mainstream and it, it makes a lot of sense. My question is, wasn't he following Shane's programming recently? So like, what is the program that he's talking about actually? Um, or was it the programming that maybe he did prior before, to Shane? Prior to Shane? I just, it was the first thing I thought of when he said like, you know, I've, I've been wanting to release my programming. And I'm like, well, yeah, Shane and Tia just did. It's called Proven. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. we'll see it's all about how you market it yeah and i like the fact that he's doing that open prep and i think he said he's going to have like i don't know if it's individualized you know but like tips and tricks and prep you know for like once the workouts are released he's going to do like one of those things where you know on a thursday night he puts out a video on how to smash the workout to his group of subscribers which is kind of cool well, and it makes sense that he had to retire after five if he's going to use the five in his in his yeah. name. It's sort of a graphic designer's nightmare, right? If it was yeah. six. Right. <laughs> but you know what I said was, I think that this should be the year that Rich goes individual and says, oh, okay, I'm going to get five. Then we can get Matt out of retirement and get the, That's funny. the champs to go head to head. Yeah, well, Matt's they got just five in a row. Up. Rich will never, Rich will never get five in a row. So, oh, five in a row. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, I don't know if you guys saw, but the Buttery Bros are releasing a three-part documentary series um, about the 2019 sanctional season. Um, and I forgot to write down what the name of that is. It's proven. I believe I proven, so. proven. And, uh, it, the trailer is on YouTube in order to see it. You have to be a Patreon member of the buttery bros. So the first episode is actually available today. If you are one of their Patreon members, how much does that cost? So I was a Patreon member with them for like a year and a half and they didn't add anything to yeah. the Patreon page. So I was like, why am I paying for this if they're not oh, going to get anything extra? And now, now they added something. Is it like $5.99 a month? Is it $10.99 uh, a month? How much is it? It might be like eight bucks a month. I think theirs was more like talking mm -hmm. to elite fitness, I think was five that's and cool. theirs was a little bit more. Guys, that's more than my Hulu account. Your Hulu account or your parents' Hulu account? Shh. <laughs> 
That's funny. Fair. So. Yeah, I, I considered it, but I assume eventually it's going to come out on iTunes or something. Yeah, I don't right? know. They're not going to just keep it behind that paywall forever. Oh, you drinking Although, some wine right there? Uh, Are you no, losing I'm some not. points? It is water, very mm -hmm. cold water, because these cups keep everything so cold. Do we have any more of those left? We do. We have more of these and we have more of the coffee cups. Fantastic. All you have to do is DM me and we can we can get you one. Just slide right in those DMs. So hydration, it's important. It is. Yes. So uh, we'll get into our, it's a late news night. So we're going to get into the crew updates pretty early. Sweet. So first thing is first. Nutrition challenge updates. Three of us put our week totals into the tech string. One yeah. is hiding and playing games. <laughs> no, I just needed to do it because I've, I forgot which day. Um, so you, when you updated it, did you include today's or was this yesterday? Uh, it was Monday, Monday to Sunday. Sunday. Monday through Sunday. Sunday. I just had it's one day I needed to put in there. It was probably three or four. I'll look. And I, I under, um, I underreported because I forgot about the sweat points. I was thinking I'm doing another nutrition challenge at the gym. Oh, and yeah. That's a total of four points a day. And so I knew I had missed my 500 grams of fruits and vegetables pretty much every day. So when I was adding it up, I was only getting four, but I did work out three times last week. So add three to my number, please. Uh, Thursday, Friday, four, add four to my number. Four, so sorry. Here's, here's what I think, Friday, I Saturday, think there's I some out. cheating going on. Nope, no oh, cheating. What? What ups? Or here's what's funny. So Mr. Odie came to my class this morning at 6.15. This is hilarious. Well, first of all, there was a snowstorm this morning that happened. So he's oh, been doing really good. Yeah. Um, he's been doing really good about um, showing up when he signs up, but he was a little late today. Anyways, gave him a pass. So he does, I love that he's not on here then I can talk about this. And maybe if he listens, we'll find out. So there was a strength portion in the workout today, and then there was the wad, and he did the strength portion. And then, you know, I get ready, three, two, one, I had a full class, and he's sitting over there on his box, and he comes over to me, and he's like, are you going to do this workout afterwards, after the class? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, okay, I'll just wait and do it with you. And I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. And uh, so the class finished, it was only a 10-minute workout class finishes, you know, um, they're kind of leaving. I'm getting my stuff set up because I work out right afterwards. And he just sits around on the box while I do my, my strength. And then he's like, well, I think I'm going to go. Oh. It's like, so should I ask the group if your sweat points count today? I mean, yes, he did the strength <laughs> portion. I know, but I was like, but did you sweat? I don't see any perspiration. So Amy, but what are your points then? Oh, I'll have to look at it. Uh, I got four for the one day I didn't report. So add four. You didn't give us any number. Add four to what? I gave you each day. I don't have the running total. I have to go back and look at each day. Yeah, we all um, gave our running total on Monday morning. I did not. I think we're winning anyway, though, because I got we 26 are. this week. I only got 19. Although I haven't worked Charlie out got 20. Monday or Tuesday, so... Okay, I see where everybody is. I'll just give this update as we. So 20 and 19 is Charlie and I. 26 and unknown is the female side of this thing. 
Looks like we're ahead for week one, by all accounts. Yep. Sweet. So do we talk about our penance from last nutrition challenge? I think so. Uh, not quite, because I do uh, want to talk about like how it's going with everyone. Oh, okay. You know the points, but uh, any struggles with nutrition this week? Um, this week, yes. Catherine is addicted to carbohydrates. And although <laughs> I'm allowed to eat carbohydrates, I'm not supposed to eat just carbohydrates or all, carbo all the carbohydrates. So I'm struggling a little bit. I'm going to blame it on hormones or something, but I'm struggling. It happens. Amy? I had a little bit of a struggle because I had um, wine two nights in a row. I'm going to make an excuse. I'm just because it's true, but I had some really crappy days at work. And so that was how I chose to unwind after that. So that's been my struggle, but nutrition is going well. Other than remember, Natalie, so I made all my meal preps, my score is 22. I made all my meal preps for the week, made awesome, you know, I did ground turkey, sauteed or air fryer vegetables, broccoli, peppers, all that. That girl was on a snow day today and ate some of my lunches. Mm. So I think the team, team Funkel is, um, means fun uncle. I know. Okay. Team Funkle is trying to sabotage me by paying Natalie out to eat my food. That's funny. Yeah, we're trying. Do you, do you have other meals left over or are you like, was it, did you just prep two, for today? I, no, I, I had it for the week though. So okay. like, that's good. Yeah. You're ahead of me. I haven't prepped. I've been, I've, I'm now in charge of feeding my son. Cause you know, we talked about 4,000 calories. calories a day yeah. and he has school, you know, zoom for whatever, but he has to eat breakfast. And so he had me make him today, Kodiak cake, pancakes, a whole cup of the mix, which is like you know, a million pancakes. Yeah. I've added a scoop of protein powder. I added like two egg, two eggs worth of egg whites um, and then he had 32 grams of peanut butter on top, along with uh, like a two tablespoons of syrup. So I'm like weighing and measuring and doing all that, you know, and I bring it up to him. And, and it's weird because when you, when I prep, I almost feel like I ate the food, even though I didn't eat yeah. the food, you know, yeah. I kind of, and then I get like all confused because I go to like put in what I had and I'm like, oh man, all that food. And I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't eat anything <laughs> yeah. to eat too. But it's just we're on we're on different you know opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to like what we're preparing, what I'm preparing for all of us. Yeah, yeah. I um I did all the food prep last week. Everything was great. Um, weight is just shedding off. Um, That's awesome. At Saturday morning, I was at seventeen and a half pounds down. Um, and then Sunday came, and Super Bowl, and I did not eat bad at all. But drink? I did have a couple beers mm -hmm. and my way in Monday after that, um, I went back up like three pounds Yeah, and I was like, dang, like all that for a couple beers. <laughs> but, um, but now it's coming back off again today. So, you know, hopefully by tomorrow I'll be back to the 17 and a half and rolling. But are you weighing um, every day, Scott? Yeah. So, so Cheryl, Cheryl has me weigh every day and every day I have to put into, um, a, a, 
a system that she has, all mm -hmm. of my macros, um, how I feel that day, how uh, my mental focus, my um, your energy my level, sleep, your mood, my sleep number, kind of like the healthy app, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And then she looks at my food log and based on like the way the weight is going up or down and the food I've eaten the day before, she actually will take foods away from me thinking because it's apparent, apparent that they are causing inflammation or something that is. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's a lot of analysis that I'm getting with this that I've never had before. Um, but it has been the easiest nutrition I've done awesome. ever. Um, and yeah, so I'm winning at that. I may be losing the nutrition challenge, but I'm what winning about at your that. Movement? Uh, I was telling Kat, I've, I finally got back to stretching yesterday. And then tonight I'm going to try some of the strength rehab exercises to see if it lights up that back. Uh, Cause I'm still, it's just a dull ache right now. Um, where like I have the tens machine on a lot during the day when I'm working. Um, but yeah. What about, I mean, like, can you do any rowing or anything or does that bother your back? Yeah. Anything where I'm hinging at all, or when I'm walking, it feels like someone's stabbing me in the butt. Um, I, but it's, it's going away each day. Like today I feel like I could do something. So I'm going to try a couple things tonight and see how it feels. Cause I go see Dr. Alexander tomorrow. So then I, I can get something adjusted or whatever. You know what I'm, I'm almost thinking like you should get rid of your rower and get a bike instead. Yeah. I wish I could. I wish I, yeah. maybe I could. Yeah. Tell you it. should look at one of the, the marketplace websites. Cause I think that would definitely help you. Like, cause that would be just, just some kind of movement. And like, especially during the day when you're working, because you know, you're stuck at home and you have a job where you're on the desk, yeah. but to get up and ride the bike for a few minutes. My know? goal was to have a bike and a rower, um, but yeah. maybe at this point, I just need to sell the rower and buy a bike. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's a good idea. All right, so we actually did a nutrition challenge like six years ago and the ladies lost and they owed us a TikTok video and um, we never got it. We never got it, <laughs> never got it, never got it. You almost and didn't finally, get it for today. I know, finally, right? <laughs> finally, we got one. Well, let so, me tell you something about it. You want to know how you know I'm old? I spent more time trying to figure out that app to create this dang thing than I did actually filming it. Yeah. I bet. Because yeah. so I was we, just trying to get the right cut the right song it's not even the part of the music i wanted but i had i spent over an hour and i was like i can't spend any more of my time on it <laughs> great all right well we have the tiktok video by cat and amy we do hashtag nutrition challenge losers is that what it was something like that yeah okay because i don't Here's think that I, that the hashtag doesn't show but i want it okay. known that that was Here's the hashtag on it Here's what's what i'm going to do cat is I was like, oh, I have a like. And I went and looked at it and it was your daughter. It was my, my daughter, bust down Eliana or something. <laughs> so I'm gonna share my screen and we'll watch the video and you guys will see the cool TikTok they did. Can't wait. So. I got dressed up for it and everything. <laughs> 
Can you guys see? We see, see all the screen. There oh, we go. here we go. <laughs> well, look at that beautiful form. It looks much more smooth on the app. How much weight did you have on there? Oh, 65 pounds. Oh, had 55. I was gonna, I was like trying to flex and put like, I was thinking like maybe I'll put 85 on just to be like, I thought about it, but I didn't have enough time to like grip to do the snatch balance. And so yeah. that's why I was like, I don't want to go heavy for that part. That's funny. That was fun. Yeah, it took me two takes. I My first take was, it was a bad angle. It was very awkward yeah. looking. So I had to sort of back up. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you guys for doing the video and being good fun. sports, even though we had to wait. It's okay. Six years. When you guys lose this next one, Amy and I will already have selected you know the type of video you're supposed to do so we will just I, hand it to you we had to I figure thought, to come out with this one on our own that's why it took so long wait a minute i thought the bet was karen what oh was it oh that's what i said you go back and look i i said the bet should be the losers have to do karen or well, should and, be is not an agreement TikTok. and in tiktok video <laughs> your honor that's not a commitment or a handshake. Well, I think you see it in the notes. Michael Andrek even commented on them. He said, whoa, yeah. Karen would be a rough one. Yeah, would be if we agreed to it. All right. Well, let's uh, let's let's ask our listeners. Let's yep. vote right. or something. Let's get a vote going. All right. Let's move off of that and uh, <laughs> get to any any good wads this week. I haven't done any wads this week. Well, it's like back to last Tuesday. Oh, that's right. Okay. You know what I'm going to do this week, though, is I'm going to do 14.1. I'm pretty excited. That's my first mm -hmm. ever open workout that I did. So Same. I'm excited to see that. 14.1. Double unders and snatches? Yep. Oh, I did that thing like seven times. <laughs> Hoping to catch. catch. Ten minutes, yeah. Was it a repeat? Did it repeat? Unders. It's 11.1 and 14.1. Okay, so no, it hasn't. Gosh, so I haven't done that workout it since was, It was in the team series as partners. Yeah, I remember that too. I should and, do that again And too, I did it with Amy's husband weight. and I threw up. <laughs> I remember that. Did you have double unders at the time, Amy, when you did it back in 14? I had single, single, double. So yes, I had them, but it I did not get very same. many rounds. Yeah, same. I was, I was a mess with the jump rope. That's great. I did um, Saturday, my girlfriend, Colleen and I, uh, we do every other Saturday, she comes to my gym and we work out together because we go to different boxes now. But we did, uh, Jared Enderton had some kind of workout. It was a partner workout, 60 calories on the assault bike or the echo bike, um, 60 dumbbell snatches, 60 devil press, maybe 40 devil press, 40 burpee box jump overs, something else. It was really gross, but it was yeah. like, oh, and a 40 calorie. It was, all right, sorry. 60 no. bike, <laughs> 60 snatches, 40 burpee over bar, uh, burpee box jump overs, and 40 calories on the assault bike. There was something else in there too. It was really good. It was fun. Oh, oh, and then we had to do two rounds of, um, Shit. Something and toes the bar. God, what was that other thing? 
maybe it was Devil Press, Devil's Press. Did I say Devil's Press? Devil's Press Toaster Bar. You definitely said Devil's Press because I was going like this. Yeah, I don't know. It was a lot of stuff. It was fun. I love partner workouts. I miss, it's funny, in the middle of it, we were coming off of something, maybe the burpee box jump overs. And I was like, I miss competing. And she's like, yeah, me too. But like partners, like she and I yes. have done competitions together. And it's just, you know, nice to have a little bit of a break. And she and I work well together. I remember the last competition that we won, she like blew out her knee in the middle of the competition. And I was like on death's door. I had like the flu or something. And the last workout was like kettlebell, really heavy kettlebell swings, deadlifts and box jump overs. And I was like, I will do all the box jump overs if you do all the kettlebell swings and all the deadlifts. And it was like ridiculous. People were watching like, is she going to come off the box? Is she going to come off the box? Is she going to come off the box? And it was like big numbers too. And I was just like, because her knee wouldn't work and she couldn't jump. You know, my back was hurting. So was you fun. should ask Scott what it's like to be a partner with me during a partner workout. Uh Oh, is it bad? Do you scream and yell? So Amy and I did the team series together every okay. year until the last year, it was just a two person. Okay. But so my friends, my best friend Springs and I, we would like, we'd be deadlifting and her and Sarah shoved us out of the way because we were going too slow. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. We, we had slowed down the pace too much. So they're like, get out of there. And they're like shoving us. <laughs> so they could jump on the bar. Or I'd be like, go, let's go. Come on, come on, pick it up. Let's go. Love uh, it. I and I and I don't throw up that often in CrossFit. Team series with Amy almost every event. <laughs> wow. That's funny. Yeah. yeah, I've decided that I've I've been observing my performance in classes the last couple months and like noticing the people that sort of do better than me in class, uh, you know, assuming they're like honest about their scores or whatnot, but that like in, when it comes to competitions or something, you know, I will typically beat them. And I've decided that I'm just like a game day mm. performer. You, you know what I mean? Like I can really get in the zone and like push really hard when I have to, but when I'm in a class, I just don't care enough to, <laughs> to, to do it. You know, I'm all about training and practicing and not about competing when I'm not in a competition. See, I think I'm the other way around. Are you? I do better like, with less bring pressure. it all the time. But yeah, I, for, I, but for I am the first a good four competitor. years she CrossFitted. She was like, "Don't look at me, don't look at me." That's true. <laughs> it's because of the internal pressure I put on myself, and like that I'm not going to meet someone's expectations. It's it's mm -hmm. totally an internal thing. But yeah, I think for me, I just I like like my background in performing, like with ballet and stuff. Like I like to perform, and so yeah. it's like when the time when it really counts. Like I will do, I will lie down and run through a brick wall. But if it's just practicing, you know, and I'm uncomfortable, I'm like, eh, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't need to do this. Just ease up on this a little I, bit. I know I can do it when I have to, you know, the three times a year I'm in a competition. So. Yeah. I think that was a lot of my problem is I didn't know when to quit. Um, I didn't listen to my body and I pushed through things I probably shouldn't have for a local comp. Um, mm -hmm. but I don't, I don't know how you turn that off. Right. Yeah, it's hard. So, well, one other big thing happened this week with the crew and that is that 
um, everybody line up for Kat's autograph as <laughs> she appeared in the most recent episode of the Buttery Bros with a friend of the show, Danielle Brandon. Uh, she was featured at the Fittest Experience and Kat appears to be a stalker of Heber Cannon uh, showing up behind his shoulder a couple times, but then she gets a feature role uh, when the volunteers are breaking it down and she's yelling the chant uh, to break down the volunteers. And it was cool uh, getting to see my friend on the Buttery Bros when I was watching it this week, so. Yeah, I didn't get any vocal credits. I was kind of bummed, but yeah, I was totally not stalking them, but like right place or wrong place at the right time, every time. And I was so goofy when I did see Heber when I was standing behind him for that snatch event and he like looked back and I said hi and I called him Marston like I was so like Bleh. I was like hey Mars I, I mean Heber like duh and I even like said something about Jenna because Jenna and I had been DMing about something about his trip in Aruba you know I said oh yeah I talked to Jenna you know she said she had a great time he's probably like who the hell is this weirdo doesn't even know my name and why is she talking to me I actually had a dream about Heber like the next night because I felt so awkward in that like in that encounter that he was yelling at me I was like trying to talk to him and he's like and you talking shit about my wife like leave us alone like it was like <laughs> so and I was like oh my god what did I say I love Jenna like what are you talking about it was great so yeah I was I was all over in that place it was fun it was cool to see so any family or major updates from last week? I don't. Uh, no. Did I tell you guys Eliana has a boyfriend? Uh, no. Does she yeah. know you're talking about that on this podcast? I don't know. She doesn't care. She doesn't watch this podcast. <laughs> Neither does anybody really. Um, that, you know, any of my, my family members. Forty-five. <clears throat> I mean, I have 30 people in my family. You think that any of them would be subscribers? Like, that would be nice, but no. Um, <laughs> How do you really she, feel? I know. She met him. They started seeing each other, like, New Year's Eve. But they're like, they're like an item now. It's super cute. He's a really nice guy. I really like him a lot. He plays baseball. So, like, we know all about boys in baseball. Um, she's, do, she's decided she wants to play college softball um, as a sophomore. <laughs> she's, right go to play in college so okay, great. there's that <laughs> um no she's a sweetheart but she's having fun with him and like she's picking out his valentine's day present and sure kind of it's kind of cute yeah this is she's <laughs> yeah she's 15 she'll be 16 in june and this is like literally her first boyfriend so it's just cute it's sweet yeah a lot of supervision well i've had a couple major events this week one is if you've been a longtime follower of the show, you know that I have had leg issues that have been uh, a pain in my arse for about three years now. And today, officially, my right leg is fully healed. One down, one Ring to go. Ring the bell. That's awesome. And so the wound clinic actually has a bell. Like when you get it oh, all do done- they? you get to ring the bell that you're out. And um, and then my left leg, it's all healthy tissue now. It's just waiting for it to kind of close up. And so one down, one to go. And uh, I'm wearing the cast this week just to make sure the skin stays strong. 
And then after that, it'll just be a compression sock. Good stuff. And what do we say about your nutrition? Well, um, I, I talked to them about it, but they didn't really say anything, but I mean, come on. What did we say about it though? Yeah. My, my nutrition's on point and now all of a sudden I'm healing up. So food uh, is medicine. Yeah. Does movement. (laughs) Keep hammering that home. I wish I could. Um, so the other big thing is, and it was a big surprise to me is I got, uh, I got reached out to yesterday that my old high school is hanging banners in the natatorium, uh, over the pool of everybody who's ever won a district championship, uh, in, in swimming at my high school. And that's not a lot of people like, uh, for people to understand, the district is northwestern Pennsylvania for the most part. So all of Erie, uh, Meadville, Grove City. Um, and so I I won a district championship in 1986. And so I will have a banner in the swimming pool where I went to high school. Very cool. It's, it's like you're a local celebrity. Right? Yeah, it's... I, it's like I told my my wife and my mom, like it's been 35 years since I since that happened. Like the last thing I expected was a call saying, "Hey, we're putting a banner in the in the rafters for for your achievement." But pretty awesome. What year? What year were you when you won? 86. I mean, what year in high school were you? Uh, that was sophomore. Sophomore yep. year, right? Wow. Yeah, Very yeah. Nice. I actually my swimming it. It's a bizarre career. I was, I got worse as I got older in some of my events. And then I, I picked up a new event towards later in my career. And then, um, yeah. And when I kind of, yeah, it's weird, but I played football and swam. And I think like that hurt my swimming career towards the end of my high school career. Mm -hmm. But plus I broke my thumb my sophomore year and swam with cast and it messed up my stroke forever. I would think so. Yeah. Wow. So very cool. That, that stuff, is Scott. the that is the crew updates. Um, yeah, I'm exci- I'm so excited. Uh, it's going to be cool. But so we are going to get to our silly questions, and we have a predetermined order for question number one. And what is your 15 minutes of fame? And I want to give credit to Michael Anderak. This is a question that he sent in. Um, and like we said a couple episodes ago, if you send in some questions, we'll put them on and give you credit for it. And, uh, and maybe it's just a question you want to know the answer to, or you think it's fun or whatever. But uh, yeah, Michael sent this one in. And so Amy, 15 minutes of fame. I wish I could think of a better one, but... I'm going to take it back to 2008 and I was featured um, on like a local news special for um, they wanted to interview a mom who uh, and ask a mom, you know, um, when do you take a child to the doctor versus the ER versus urgent care? And so they came over and filmed and just filmed me and the kids. And, you know, I just asked me those questions and, it was funny because like I answered them really well. And so afterwards like, wow, come to find out this mom worked in childcare, which is why she knew all the answers. And I was like, nobody said that I couldn't work in childcare for this. 
but um, Scott, I don't know if you, do you remember Heather Pick from yeah. Yeah. yeah, so she's the one that came over and interviewed. So um, I wish I still had the footage because I had Natalie did some really cute um, ninja stuff in the video. But anyways, <laughs> that's me. That's that. All right, so mine, I'm taking it way back, 1984. Um, I was at a Phillies game and the Cubs were playing the Phillies and they were warming up for the game. And I was standing on the edge of my seat, we had box seats. It was right over top of the tarp on the third base side. And I had a program in my hand and the Philly fanatic came up and took my program and he stuck it in Jody Davis's back pocket. Jody Davis was the catcher. He was coming from the bullpen and he stopped to talk to the third baseman on his way to home plate. And the Philly fanatic had me come out on the field to get my program. And it was back in the day when you weren't allowed to go on the field. So I stood there like, you know, afraid to go on the field. And he had to do this like mock mimicking of like showing a security guard and saying it was okay. And I finally like climbed over onto the, uh, off the tarp and got my program and then like danced on the field with the Philly fanatic. My That's mom's got fun. a picture, it's like eight by 10 in the family room of the old house. And you know, yeah, that was it. I felt like a superstar. So when Michael sent this in, he assumed that I was going to say uh, my CrossFit Journal documentary. Uh -huh. But au contraire, mon frere. <laughs> <laughs> so mine goes back to 1984. Um, it was the Western Pennsylvania Swimming Championships. So now we've taken, you know, I told you Erie and that upper, now Pittsburgh is involved and all that. And... Um, I was seated first and second in my two events and I ended up taking first in both of them. And I beat a guy named Eric Namesnick who went on to win four silver medals in the Olympics oh, cool. um, to, to win, to basically sweep my events in the Western Pennsylvania championships. And so uh, I got to, I got to beat an Olympian one day. Awesome. That's cool. Was that like, were you like 14 and under or 12 and under? I would have been, uh, it would, I would have been 14 or 15. Okay. So it was either 84, 85 because swim mm -hmm. season goes over and my birthday's January one. So, right. Yeah. So for, I would 14 or 15. Cool. Um, yeah, it was, that was awesome. Uh, I lost to him at States, um, because I missed my flip turn. I hate when that happens. Yeah. On my third turn, I flipped and missed the wall. And you're just like trying Stop to get me. back to push off. Yeah. Awful. All right. So question number two, we just finished the Super Bowl. What is your favorite football memory and some of your favorite Super Bowl party snacks? Okay. So you're asking like the least football fan person on the planet probably so I'm any gonna level be, i'm gonna be really cynical and say when i won a couple hundred dollars in that block super bowl thing that you put money the into square. the squares that was maybe three or four years ago that was really cool um and my husband's family does a super bowl party when coronavirus is not a thing um, and they do a really good job, like a nice, beautiful spread. I think it's the first time I ever tried buffalo chicken dip. 
which is like probably my all-time favorite thing to eat um, at a Super Bowl party. But they also do uh, Super Bowl bingo with really cool prizes. So um, shout out to those folks that do those awesome Super Bowl parties. But yeah, that's it for football memories. I've been to one NFL football game my entire life. Um, it was an Eagles game. I was pregnant with Braden. I don't even really remember it. Couldn't have a beer. Sorry, I'm lame. Amy? I'm going to be honest. I don't watch a whole lot of the actual football when it's happening, but um, so I'll just give a memory that I think my husband would be happy with. So I'll just say uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers and one for the thumb. Okay. How about that? So, so when I said football, I didn't say NFL, so it could be Buckeyes. Yeah, I, was, it could be, I thought you were going to say a Snoopy, Snoopy memory. Oh, well, I, sorry. I thought it was Super Bowl and Okay, it's anytime Schmoopy is playing football is my favorite one. The moment I got a, I got a better one. I got a good one now. I thought about it. So in my neighborhood, um, on Thanksgiving, we had friends, neighbors who were grandparents of these kids that would come in from like New York State and visit over the holidays. And there were like six or seven of them, all cousins. And my brother and I and a couple other kids, we would always play football in the street on Thanksgiving weekend. And this one particular time, I'm the youngest. I've said this story before, like I was a big tomboy and I was like the only girl in my neighborhood. So I was always playing with like the older kids and the bigger kids. And this one kid was like five or six years older than me, super fast. And I was fast enough that I got to tap, like I got to tag him right in the chest, right? Like perfect tag, prevented whatever forward motion he had. He kneed me in the stomach and I passed out. <laughs> And I hit my head on the pavement. And I remember, this is my mom tells me this. My brother went running home. We were like two doors away. And he said, mom, Catherine's hurt really bad. I think she's dead. And my mom came out, scooped me up off the floor. You know, I had like, I don't know. I think I probably had a concussion or something. The poor kid that I like tagged, I'm, I'm nine, he's 14, right? He feels terrible. The pediatrician lived two doors down the street, made a house call you know, the whole, the whole bit. That's my greatest football memory. Never forget. So, so mine's a pretty cool story. Um, my wife, because, so this was, gosh, the year Corey was born, 2001. Um, it was the last year that Soldier Field in its original state was going to be up. They were going to renovate it and modernize it. And I wanted to go and see the Bears in Soldier Field one time before they renovated the stadium. So she bought me tickets and um, then 9-11 happened. And so our tickets were for October and we didn't even know if we were going to be able to get to Chicago or if the NFL was going to play in October. Um, but, you know, a couple weeks later, the NFL came back and eventually flights came back. We flew to Chicago and we were like six people on a full major Southwest plane. That's how few people were flying right after 9-11. We get to Chicago, they're playing the Browns. Uh, we have a fun weekend, we go to the game and we go in like shorts and windbreakers and stuff. And when it gets dark, the, the wind off the lake was frigid. So it's like five minutes left to go in the fourth quarter and the bears are down by two touchdowns. And I'm like, we just need to go catch our plane. Let's go try to catch a cab before the game's over. 
So we go out of the stadium and we're walking across, I think it's Grant Park uh, to get out to Michigan Avenue to be able to get a cab. And as we're walking across the park, there are people listening to the game on the radio and they're like, oh my gosh, the bear scored. And we're like, ah, but still they're down by a touchdown and there's like a minute left. And so we get a little further across the park and like, they got the onside kick. We're like, nah, we get a little bit further and like, they threw a Hail Mary and scored a touchdown. It's tied. I'm like, are you kidding me? We left the stadium. So we get out to Michigan Avenue and we get across the street and the Hilton's right there. And I, and there's like 50 people looking through the window of the Hilton into the bar to watch overtime on the TV who have all left the game. And the bears on the opening play, Tim couch throws an interception to Mike Brown and he runs it back for a touchdown and then up into the tunnel and the game's over and the bears win and the city erupts. Like everybody goes nuts in the city. Um, and we, hop on the L, we get back to Midway, we get to our plane, we get on the plane and it's a bunch of Browns fans heading home to Columbus because <laughs> they had been there to see the game. And we're wearing like Bears jerseys and yeah, we got we got the death stare the whole way back to our seat. But it was it was such a fun memory. And my favorite snacks are chicken wings. Um, I like dry rub smoked chicken wings and beer. I'm going to say this year, the air fryer chicken wings. Mm. Have you tried that yet? They ain't going to be as good as my smoked chicken wings. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't take very long. All right. So that was fun. Got to relive a couple moments there. So next week's guest, we have none other than the Bo Jackson of our gener generation, Carolyn Prevost. For those of you who don't know, she uh, plays pro hockey. She plays pro soccer. She plays, uh, or she is a Taekwondo um, participant who went all the way to the Pan Am Games. Uh, she is the fittest woman in Canada. So basically, uh, she has won 12 national championships in five different sports. Just and a that, bit talented. that was a fun conversation. And she is really focusing on CrossFit now, and it's going to be fun to see uh, what the season looks like for her. Uh, and she talks about that. And you can check that out next Monday at 11 a.m. So now we're going to finish up with the best thing from the internet. And I guess I get to go first. So uh, I always have this 10 questions with Kyle Brandt that I have on. Um, they had Michael Irvin on. And they get to talking about the first time the Dallas Cowboys went to the Super Bowl. And the, the Cowboys were up pretty big after the first half. And that was the year that Michael Jackson was the halftime show of the Super Bowl, And Michael Irvin tells the story of how he told his coach he had to go to the bathroom and he snuck out the locker room down the tunnel so he could see Michael Jackson's halftime show. And he said, the funny thing was he wasn't the only one standing there watching. 
So apparently a whole bunch of football players had uh, snuck out to see Michael Jackson play that halftime show. And he said it was worth every bit of it to go see it. It was an amazing thing to witness. And uh, it was a pretty cool story. So uh, it was a fun episode of 10 Questions with Kyle Brandt to, to kind of hear that. Kat? Um, I'm going to go with um, China Cho and Freddie Camacho are moving to Hawaii. That's awesome. They announced it on their Instagram. I don't know what they're going to be doing there. I don't know what China's plans are, as we mentioned before, with the season and whatnot, but... Um, they are moving to Lahaina, which is on Maui. They bought a condo and they leave in a couple weeks. So it'll be fun to see what kind of fun they get into in Hawaii. Yeah, on uh, the podium picks today that she was on with Sean and Tommy, she talks about that she was full go for the team this year and they sure. weren't going to move until the end of this year because of yeah. that. And then when everything flipped for the team, it kind of accelerated things. Yeah. And when Amy and I interviewed Freddie way back in the early days of this podcast, he actually said that their goal was to get to Hawaii in the next okay. few years. So, um, so that's kind of yeah, coming full they've, circle. They've owned that affiliate for almost 15 years. So, you know, they deserve a break for sure. Amy. Oh, okay. Mine is called chippy tits. So, <laughs> Let me tell you how this came, because I'm going to shout this out to another listener. So we have another listener, Matt and Carrie Lux. Well, let's be honest, Matt listens to it. I don't know if Carrie does. But anyways, she's, we were playing a game one night and it was something where you had, I think it was, I don't know, you had to like write an answer to something. You have to read and guess who said it. And she was talking about chippy tits. And I was like, what? Well, I've never heard of this. What are you talking about? So it is some, this British couple that make these videos back and forth and they, they put that filter on where it changes their mouth. And so it looks like you can't really tell what they look like. Well, today, the, um, the one that I'm talking about today, he is wearing like um, a weightlifting <laughs> singlet. And he was like, I'm going to make an exercise video. And so he gets these little tiny weights and he starts making an exercise videos, but he always talks about um, his chippy tits. And so it was just really funny. So um, chippy tits is where it's at with their fitness video. Yeah, it is really funny if you watch it because yeah. they use the voice modulator too. Yeah. And so he's got that really high pitched chipmunk voice talking mm -hmm. about his chippy tits. Yeah. Yeah. And saying, arse out, tits out, arse out, tits out. And so I think it would be fun if I was coaching and you just shouted that out. No, that would not be appropriate, but it's funny. Well, we want to thank RX Smart Gear for being an awesome sponsor again. Again, you need a new rope for the open. Make sure you go to rxsmartgear.com. Use the code Clydesdale15, all caps, uh, to get 15% off your order. That does exclude new editions or new releases and special editions. Um, but we, we love RX. They've been awesome to us. And they've had their 10 a day challenge going on. There's a lot of people posting about that. Um, so if you don't know what that is, go check it out. And with that, make sure you like, subscribe and comment. Again, love the comments. We got one of our silly questions from a comment this week. Um, 
We love them. And we got a lot last week. You know, Andrew Sten had actually been to the gumbo shop, one of the places I mentioned that I love to eat in New Orleans and said that it was one of his favorite places as well. Uh, so it was cool to kind of hear that. Um, but yeah, make sure you hit that like button, subscribe button, comment. It does do something for the algorithm. And I'm noticing the algorithm is working better for us now uh, because if someone is a guest on the Buttery Bros, all of a sudden, if we've had them on this show, we go, uh, so it must be linking us to people like that now. That's awesome. So uh, make sure you keep doing that. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Bye. See ya. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube, as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.